Incoming transmission. Download complete. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the broadcast show after tournament report. Tonight we have with us Drusafa Alves. Drusafa, you came in third place tonight going 2-1 uh, with 680 points. Can you go over your build with us, your main four sideline maps and objects? Of course. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, so I played uh, spider uh, celebrities or spider family celebrities um, using Marvella uh, bringing in the, the celebrities into spider family. So basically, I had Agatha at 100 points, of course. Um, I had Sakaria and Iron Man. I did the 40 point uh, Invisible Woman for uh, the Fantastic Four swap. I did uh, the thing, the rare thing that brings in the Alicia Rim. And I had the 20 point Human Torch. So that's the main squad. The items I used were um, the, the cloak. Uh, for Sakari and Iron Man, and emotional modifier for the eventual Thanos matchup. The maps that I that the maps that I chose were um, Avarian Village, uh, Iron Man's Workshop, and Glengrove. Uh, you played uh, two white objects as well for your Sakari and Iron Man. Yeah, so I played one. I, I I played one, but he puts three, so I had four total, like for him. Yeah, you played. I had one? two items. Oh. I had two. I had two. Two. To special objects, so I couldn't yeah, do more. Gotcha, damage. cloak and emotional modifier. Gotcha, right. gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, what was the idea behind this team? What was the goal when building it, uh, or uh, starting to build around it? Uh, and how did yeah, what's, what's the game plan for so, this team? So, so the first thing that I decided decided on today was that I'm, I'm going to play Agatha. I just want to play her because I think she's super fun. She is a little bit on the strong side. She's not just a super fun, so she is competitive. But I do think she's a good answer to a lot of the things that people are doing in the meta right now. So I wanted to play her. And then uh, I decided also that I wanted to play theme. So then from that point on, I had very few venues that I could go into. I could go into Latveria through the Dooms, right, bringing her in. Or I could play um, Spider Family through Celebrity. Or I'd have to play Mystical. I don't think that Mystical is in the best spot right now. It's missing a little bit um, from what it was doing when the Wendigos were around. Yeah, um, Mystical is missing so some see. of those uh, those low point uh, attackers. Exactly. exactly. There's enough support, but there's not enough uh, damage or enough attackers. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I decided to go with the Spider Family. It 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 both gave me the swap option, and it gave me a lot of the the, the supportive powers that um, I could use. In my swaps, I kept in mind um, having uh, Reach, having Franklin in the team. Um, I did uh, anti-barrier with Mr. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so I, I had pretty much you know a good array of powers uh, to, to choose from. Um, and yeah, it did, it did pretty well. So I was, I was stoked that it did better than I, I had thought it was gonna do. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, is this team finalized for you, or do you feel like you still need more work with either the swapping out or the main force? 
So I, 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 I definitely think I could polish my game. Like I, I, in one of the matches, I kept trying too hard to go and do something, and then, and then it was just not the wrong play. So I feel that um, I just, it still needs a little bit of polishing for sure. It was the second time that I played the team, so <laughs> it's not like a team that I put a lot of thought and practice into. Um, I literally built it today, and I literally played it once today with uh, a friend. When you, say you need yeah. when you say you need polishing, like uh, like just need repetitions with the team, or you, exactly. you need to tweak? So when, when, I, when I think about polishing is when I think about what I'm able to do overall with the team, right? So, like, for instance, some of my teams that I've played multiple times, I know exactly where I can get to, and my turns are really quick. So with this team, I had a lot of figuring out to do, and I made a few mistakes in the sense of, like, for example, in, in the uh, uh, in the finals versus PJ, I had a little bit of a hiccup where I had my item. Had I put the item in the right spot, I would have been able to TK and do the play that I really wanted to do, but then I couldn't do it, right? So these kind of things are are sort of like the the what I mean by the polishing is like knowing where you can get to, how you can get there, um, making sure you, you're always getting all the stats, right? Like all the all the perplexes off. It's always better to perplex down than to perplex your attack, right? Like if you can, if you're gonna jump somebody like every, multiple attacks on one character, always much better to perplex the character down as opposed to perplexing your attack up. And these are the things that I'm always looking for, right? And then for, for and also for instance, the the rune marker on um, on Agatha, right? So her rune marker really really shuts down a lot of squads, um, and 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 it would do really well versus uh, PJ's team, I guess, is just the lack of like actually practice and repetition, right? So I've never played that matchup before, but if I could figure out a safest position to sort of move across the map, um, versus his team is kind of hard because of the Wizard Prime. But you, if you could get a good marker down, it's it's usually game over. You shut them down for like a whole turn, and then it's just ugly after that. Uh, typically, I ask uh, if this is a team that anybody can pick up and play, but it doesn't sound like it. So I, I would, yeah, I would say no because uh, I would say no just because it's not a straightforward team. Yeah, I was um, gonna follow up that. Uh, oh, almost all the pieces on your team are very strong and can do things all on their own. And you built right. it to actually have great synergy with each other. It, the thing is, uh, it doesn't feel like the team is very forgiving. Uh, like it's very finely tuned to do things in a very certain way and a very certain order. Uh, especially the match that you have with PJ. Oh, for sure, for sure, 1,000%. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely not, not a beginner's team. Uh, there's, you know, there's like three characters that pick powers, right? Mm -hmm. And then Agatha picks powers. <laughs> yeah. So just that fact alone, you know, you could have a, you know, you could have a headache after a couple of games just trying to think about the powers you want to pick, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. It's it's it's, it's a lot going on. Um, mm -hmm. uh, on your team, you also had uh, what's his name on your sideline that allows you to pick powers, powers as well, right? Oh yeah, that's what I mean. So so I, I ran Franklin, I ran Sakari and Iron Man, 
or Ben Nathaniel Richards and all these three guys grant powers, right? And, then, powers or... and then you have Agatha picking powers with her dark. And then Agatha picks powers, exactly. It's like, oh my lord. And with Agatha, hers is the probably the most unique out of all the picking of powers, is because she can use those powers twice in one turn. Exactly. Uh, so turn order is very, very important for her. So yeah, this is uh this is definitely a, a very high caliber team uh, uh, that is very, that needs a lot of precision uh, play. Uh, I, I I recall uh, in the game against PJ that uh, and I think you're like top five player in, 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 in the world, honestly. You, uh, you make creative builds, you are friendly and helpful uh, and uh, you uh, play very well uh, with uh, most builds that you, uh, that you do. Uh, and the builds are unique uh, and they are, can be aggressive or defensive or somewhere in between. Uh, but tonight, uh, if you match with PJ, uh, I saw you struggle uh, to try to figure stuff out uh, for a while. I was like, uh, uh, quite a few minutes before you're able to make a decision uh, that you really wanted to do, but it just wasn't optimal. You ended up uh, ha having to go defense after all that pondering. Yeah, it was it was definitely something that I'm not used to doing. When you win map, you tend to try to attack first. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, Molecule Man is just so strong. Um, and I did pick an anti-Molecule Man, uh, Man piece. However, I probably should have foreseen the need to get a little bit further down and maybe um have allocated him a little bit further down if i if i like if i played this match again i i, I would definitely figure that out like I, I i that's one of the things that i love is like if i play the matchups like a couple times i start picking up on on the better positionings and the better you know uh things that you could do to save time for instance i could have i could have sidestepped to the to the top part of the map, right? Um, and, and just one person that could sidestep carry him, and then he sidesteps again. On the following turn, he could get there without even any TKs or anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that kind of that's the where I was uh, talking about the polishing, right? Yeah. That's that's pretty much the polishing, right? Like so, I had zero games versus that team, um, and he had a full set of bears around his old team. Um, so, uh, that is just a lack of experience with the team. Um, and then I was just trying to figure out if there was a way for me to get there. There was, but I felt, I felt that if I had taken that route, I wouldn't be in the game as opposed to the, the second route that I chose to be defensive. Um, I gave him a big beacon, kind of like a big sort of like trap kind of figure, right? Like come mm -hmm. kill my Agatha. Um, and he did, and he got fortunate. He needed a crit to kill her. He got it. Um, so, you know, it was good for him. He <laughs> he was able to to kill her at once. I think I came back pretty well after that. Like, my, my, my strike back was really good. Yeah, I thought you were still I, in it. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think I was still in it. And then, um, well, we, yeah. Well, so let's not go all the way into the match. I want to talk about it a little bit later. Uh, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let's go ahead and get to your matches now. Uh, Alright. Uh, round one, uh, you played a person. Miles. Miles Kane. 
Uh, in that match, uh, Miles uh, scored only 15 points to your 300 points. Uh, tell us about that game. <coughs> All right. So uh, Miles was was running a uh, Sakai and Iron Man as well, um, and he was also running an Inspider family. Uh, he did choose a different route with his team, so he was playing a few interesting figures. Miles is a great guy, and he always likes to try not to play just the most competitive pieces. And that's always cool. So he always comes up with these unique figures, unique things. Some figures, you know, like, hey, wait a minute. I've never read this figure. Let me read this figure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. He'll actually look that figure up and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, he's very interested in uh, uh, trying things that are uh, good, uh, but not established. Uh, or he wants right. to see what it can do against these uh, other good figures and good players. Yep, yep, yep. So it's always a pleasure to play him. He's such a nice guy. such a nice dude. Um, and so we start off, he wins map, he, we go to Glen Grove. Um, I think that was the first mistake that he actually made because um, you kind of don't want to give Agatha blinking, right? Bl blinking squares. So that, that kind of, you know, offset the game a little bit because I was able to pick stealth with some of the characters. He didn't really have a stealth buster, right? And then I, I guess he, he got a little bit flustered because he noticed that I was kind of inching up and then he sort of pushed um, his his Peggy Carter, the super rare, to try to quake a couple of my pieces from far away. But my defenses were super high and um, he missed that he missed that those that that attack. So I was able to, to to get on board, kill her because she was out of position. And then that sort of put him on the back on the back foot. And I feel that he felt the urge that he needed to keep coming. And, you know, that, that eventually was why he didn't score that many points. Um, I think if he takes it a little bit slower in the game, he would have done better. So basically, we, we, we traded blows. You know, his, his Sakai and Iron Man came in, um, he did his thing. He hit my, my Agatha, put her, like, on click five or six. Um, I think it was click five, maybe. And then, but then because he was there, I was able to, you know, triple perplex him down or double perplex him down. Plus emotional modifier, he's a minus three. And then we just jumped him and then I was able to kill him. And I think once you get that part, the, 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 there's a big disconnect from the team. So it was hard for him to come back to the game. Um, but yeah, so that that was that game. That's an interesting thing that he played. Uh, he actually didn't do too bad tonight. Uh, he pulled it out at the end and went uh, two and one. With, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That's really cool, dude. That's yeah. really cool, and and I'll and I'll tell you one thing. He, he I loved his. He played kid. He played he played the the Loki, the thirty point Loki. I think it's a kid kid Loki. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, he it's the, the emotional modifier Loki. Yeah, so he played one, and then the the nerf stats, and then that paired very well with the emotional modifier. So like if you if you could get that going on the on the right rhythm, right when you're on offense, have both of them minusing defenses. And then when you're going on uh, defense, have both of them minusing attacks, right? I feel that that's super, it could be super strong. And I like the fact that too, that, I mean, all you really need is good positioning to make sure the lines of fire are not blocked because it doesn't require line of fire. So that's the only downside to it really, because you could, you know, a good player will be able to block always the line of fire, right? But, um, uh, but yeah. So. That, I thought that was really cool. That was dope, for sure. Okay, uh, let's go on to round two. Round two, you played against Paul Cote. Can you go over uh, his team and your match with him? 
Yeah, of course. So Paul was running a collector team, getting both bonuses from the collector. He was running, um, he was running Chip. He was running uh, X Men swap for just like a couple swaps. He would go into double maggots and and hammerai. And then what he would do is he would have hammerai copy the. So it's basically the the maggots team, like the the animal kind of team, but with collector pumping up all the bonuses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with with he had a, a molecule man in there. He had a the Falcon Abominus. So the team is really 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 solid. Um, so in my matchup versus him, I won map, and I took him to uh, Iron Man's workshop. And the reason why I took him there is just in case people were wondering, drop teams really need a lot of space to be able to get around where they need to go and drop the right figures where they need to drop, right? So basically, when, when, when I pick the, the, the Iron Man's workshop, I take my squad to one of the elevated sites, regardless on which side I start. I just go up there. And what I do with that is I force him to make bad decisions, right? The way I position my figures, I always protect the ones that I want the most. And he's able to go up there. He'll be able to kill stuff, but he's definitely not going to kill who he would really want to kill, right? So I, I sort of do that. I give him like an enticing target. I gave him a Sakaran Iron Man on the back, but yeah. with two two markers, I mean, with two light objects on his card and perplexed stuff. My Sakaran Iron Man was like a 20, right? So sure, he can get there and maybe he could get a hit off, but he's not really going to be able to kill to kill him. And, and so, and, and he sort of he sort of went for that. Like so, I, I I left it like an enticing target. He just came for it. When he got there, he realized it's going to be a little harder than what he expected it to be. Um, and then he got a hit in onto my Franklin dealt some good damage to him and he poisoned my Sakarian army twice, but then he wasn't able to connect the hits because he needed like nines at that point to hit like, or something like that. So once that happened, it was just pick the right powers because all my team, all my figures had picked the right powers, pick powers. So it's pretty much Sakarian army got poisoned twice. He chose, he chose flurry, uh, steel energy. Uh, um, and then, so he, he killed a maggot and chip healed back up and then I killed another maggot and I mean that's pretty much I mean like I, I killed sorry I killed Hammerai and Chip with Sakari and Iron Man and then I killed a, a maggot with a with Franklin and then I mean once that happens he's down to now a maggot and Fulcum as real off- offense yeah. um, and then it was just too hard for him to, to come back out of that so I think if he sees that he could you know do the barrier play and, and try to start, you know, barriering and doing that, uh, which you know would buy him some time. But yeah. the build, like I said, the build, the build is very flexible and it has outs to a lot of what people are trying to do. So I, me being in the middle of the map, that means I can, you know, still interact with a squad and go break a barrier, go, you know, have Sakari and and go there, maybe kill two things, try or try to kill two things. So, but yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty close game. It ended uh, 245 to 145, I believe. No, 250 to 145. Correct, yeah. It was it was really close for sure. Uh, he's still, I mean, the team is still good, right? Even because he, like, I killed all of that, and he still had his bonuses because uh, the, 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 the common figure wasn't nearby. The uncommon figure wasn't nearby. So he still had both his bonuses. 
So, I mean, it, it, he still packed the punch. So he was able to, with the maggot, deploy the, the meanie poison, kill something. The falcon killed something else, you know. So he was still in it. He still was able to score points and everything. So it was a, it was a great, great game. And Paul's another, you know, he's a, you know, A-class player. Such a nice guy. You know, the games are always really nice with him. There's no, like, you know, because sometimes you, you have a few players it feels like they're they're ups, they're just upset or something. They're just not happy. Uh, well, there's a few reasons. Uh, either the team didn't work out the thought it would, the match didn't go the way they thought it would, uh, the dice didn't go the way they thought it would, or the matchup. Uh, the player didn't want to play against that particular player, that particular team, uh, for various right. reasons. Either it wasn't a good matchup for them, or uh, maybe uh, they feel like it's a tough matchup with the player involved. Uh, I know some people, uh, when they see that they're paired up with you or PJ or uh, other big name players, like, damn, uh, they're like, man, this is a really tough matchup. I'm just going to lose. So why am I even going to play? That's that's an unfortunate outlook, uh, in my opinion, because these guys are really great players to play with. and uh, They're not trying to beat you up to make you feel bad uh they're trying to you know, play the game uh, at a very highly competitive level and they uh they want to help you uh to become what you would see them as elevated as well uh like nobody wants uh to have a bad matchup like the, the game that you have a Paul right there 245 to 145 some people won't be upset with that score but for me uh I see a lot of positives uh, just by looking at the, the scoreboard that uh, even though Paul lost that match, uh, he gave as good as he got uh, for the most oh, part. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he uh, didn't give up. He was in it. He was fighting. Like, as far as losses go, that's a pretty good loss uh, overall. Uh, you didn't lose uh, 300 to 0 or, uh, to 75 to 30 points. Never really was out of it until a certain point. Yeah, it just uh, uh, it's it, you can learn a lot from match, not just from the the winning and the losing, but there's so much more that you can draw, uh, from any uh game that you play with Heroclix, Magic, or Monopoly. Um, uh, you can learn about yourself and learn about others. Uh, oh, one thousand percent. My friends and I here in Florida, we we joke around and we say that uh, that Heroclix is the the game that'll bring everything out from the inner what you're feeling inside, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if if you know for whatever reason you're angry at something, it'll usually come out. <laughs> and if you're happy about something, it'll come out. And 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 you whatever you're feeling, it's a game that makes you feel for sure, <laughs> right? <laughs> for sure, because uh, uh, you had expectations on how things are supposed to go, and then they don't. It teaches it teaches you a lot for sure. I have a, f a few friends who actually improved a lot of uh, parts of their lives with 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 the gaming, like with clicks and stuff, because they you know they the, it's the way they would face things. Like for instance, I have a friend who who would always say uh, he would always blame it on luck, for example, right? So for him, everything is it was never his fault. And it was never something that he could have improved on, right? Yeah. Um, and then he and then he started playing with the group that the like of, of some other of my friends, 
and this group is really good. Like, I mean, every player there is is really, really, they're really solid players. So, like, if you go to, to, to a store where everybody's good, you're going to start noticing that it's just not luck. It's not just the luck, right? Yeah. And then, and then, and then other thing is people started pointing out to him the mistakes that he was making during the games. And then he started realizing that, you know, he was making upwards of eight to 10 mistakes per, per match. So how is it just luck if you're making that many mistakes? How do you expect to do very well if you're making that many mistakes, right? So I feel that that's where, like, I think the, if you look at the good players, you, you, you could count under three the mistakes they make in the game. And, and they, they still make them, right? Like, I make them all the time. You know, people make them. It's normal. Unless you're really, really focused on what you're doing, you're, you're still going to make a few mistakes. And the thing and, is, and, uh, for, for some players, they don't care about one reason, whether it is uh, competitive or non-competitive. Uh, right. They just like playing the game. It's just that uh, right. uh, and they don't really care to improve their game, so to speak. You know, like uh, right. uh, the uh, the players that would go to your store and uh, they could get better, uh, but it, it's it's a little mind-boggling for me because there's a, a couple of players that I play with locally. Uh, uh, for a really long time, I want to say about ten years now, and uh, we've had some good players, like really great players, come and go. And uh, we have one, one of the best players uh, local to me, Dustin Theaters. Uh, uh, and there's a couple others that I wish they could have traveled because I think they were high caliber players, like the like everybody I listed before. Uh, but. Uh, these other couple of players, uh, they, they've never really seemed to have improved their game. Although I repeatedly try to, uh, you know, like uh, question their decision-making process or their or team building or uh, executing their strategies and stuff. And some of them say, I just wanted to play this guy with the blue coat, or I just wanted to throw it out there, or, uh, right, right. Uh, or I just, uh, I didn't feel like attacking this turn. What do you mean you don't feel like attacking this turn? <laughs> and just that, uh, it's a uh, uh, on a, a slightly different note. Uh, the, the desire to win is something that uh, can be very noticeable for most players um, who wants to win and who doesn't care about winning. Uh, you know, there's uh, oftentimes I see players uh, who. Uh, when I say desire to win, I'm not talking about the end-all, be-all, you got to win or you got to lose. Um, uh, I'm just talking about, like, uh, uh, I have a good strategy, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to try to beat you. Uh, Play uh, win, like, actually yeah. just played win, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's some, some players that just, like, uh, it's, uh, it's what I'm just hanging out here and rolling some dice, I don't really care if I want to lose. And, okay. Uh, because for me, myself, I would like to win, but I don't care if I want to lose, you know? Uh, so right. uh, I, I just want a good game. Uh, it's really great when I win because it feels good, but uh, I've also had a, a lot of matches where I was like, man, that was a great game. You beat my ass 300 to zero. Uh, so, I mean, it, it depends on how you want to approach it. Uh, but uh, we all have different ways of uh, thinking about how we want to draw our enjoyment from the game. Mm -hmm. uh, but for, for our particular tournament, uh, 
uh, which is geared towards uh, highly competitive play. And we, we, we've gone on, on a tangent about this. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Uh, but uh, it, this is kind of what, what the show is supposed to be about, is getting insight about the build of the player. And, uh, it, we're not just here to talk about the matches and uh, why he lost and why he didn't win. Uh, because uh, ultimately, uh, it is kind of about luck. Uh, because you could just roll back-to-back crit misses, no well-power rolls, no super sense rolls, no, yeah. no this or that. Uh, uh, but uh, it's the uh, it's the experience uh, that you built up to to help you succeed uh, in this game. You know? uh, uh, it's what's that? You, you might know the phrase uh, because you're a very smart guy. Uh, but what's the phrase about opportunity meets something equals luck? Uh, something like that. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, opportunity. Uh, we could just kind of pretend positive. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I know. Uh, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Uh, okay. uh, so that's basically saying you make your own. Right. Uh, right. No, uh, and I agree. And, and then so you have to put yourself in the winning position. That's how I see it every time, right? So it's, it's a luck game and you're going to do the best you can. But if you don't put yourself, if you don't place yourself in the position to take advantage of the situations, it doesn't matter, right? Like, so it's, it's like you could complain about being unlucky as much as you want, but if you're not playing for the right positions, playing for the, you know, like the right attacks, you know, like you like you just mentioned, somebody said, oh, I just didn't feel like attacking. That's kind of funny, right? It's like, this is a game where <laughs> you're probably going to be attacking every turn. If you yeah, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> sometimes it is better to just not attack. Uh, uh, like I saw a match tonight where they purposely didn't attack uh, a certain character because that could have that could have triggered uh, the story right, coming. Right, right. Now, that's, that's, uh, that's a strategic not uh, right, uh, right, right. whatever, whatever you want to call, but I don't feel like it. Uh, it's a, it's, it's it, different, but that's a different case, right? It's yeah. not like it's not like I didn't feel like attacking. It's like I'm not attacking because it would be dumb to attack. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't want to have to deal with that right now. Yeah. Maybe I'll attack next turn and then I'll deal with it because I'll have actions to do it. Or exactly. Something, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's get into our third round. Uh, you okay. Against uh, Peter Bowen. Uh, who uh, uh, you guys are basically at the top table. Uh, tell us about this match. Uh, this one was also a very good match. Yeah, it was. It was super fun to play. PJ is one of the best players in the world. I mean, no need to, you know, to even like go that Has he ever won anything though? <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, I remember even that guy posted that when uh, Andrew posted that. It was hilarious. Yeah. Won a couple things, right? Yeah, yeah. He's won my heart for sure. Right, right. So yeah, so PJ was playing um scientist. Um he's running Demon in Armor, which is really a smart move because there's so many uh uh Armians out there right now, and he really hurts Sakarian so much because he can't really get the, the, the stat boost to the attack, so it just makes it harder for him to hit. 
Um, uh, it's even worse one because he uh, pairs up with the Captain Carter shield. Exactly. Everybody 18 to 19 defenses out exactly. at the moment. Very beautiful, very beautiful team. So he plays the wizard, which is really cool. A couple of flashes. He has Molecule Man. He has High Evolutionary. And what he does is he he has high mobility because he can carry everybody around uh, from uh, copying from Team Lantern, the the, the Green Lantern Jack. And he positions so that the wizard has line of fire to the character he needs to see. And then he just uses the wizard ability to, you know, the lines of fire. For, uh, if he can see the character, then your friendly character's uh, line of fire can, are not blocked, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, or not hindered, not blocked at all. Yeah, uh, blocked or hindered. Yeah, blocked or hindered, yeah. So basically, then he just, you know, outwits whatever he needs to outwit and then he goes for for for, for the alpha on, on that figure um so it's a brilliant team has great mobility has a, a ton of powers right he has like all the prob all the perplex all the outwit that he can need um and i was very fortunate to be to win map versus him. i think if he wins map the game is just so much harder uh for me because he takes a map where my agatha can't you know hide very well or blink very well um, so I went map and take him to a workshop. Um, I don't think it was a mistake, but then rethinking about the matchup, uh, my lab barrier village probably would have been better because of all the blocking. Because the wizard ignores everything but blocking. Yeah, and so I, uh, so I think I... that's a really great map in general for Agatha or uh, Scarlet Witch, particularly because of the rogue marker situation going on. Uh, right, exactly. with uh, all that blocking, it's. Uh, most teams aren't equipped to deal with 16 to 20 squares of blocking on the map that just stay on the map. And you can yeah. really force uh, where you want your opponent to go. Uh, exactly. Or to and be if able they to want to come in, if they, And if they want to come in, it's going to be harder to achieve what they wanted to achieve. Yeah, right? yeah for sure. Yeah, so basically, um, so basically, I should have I should have gone there, um, but I didn't, so that's, it's it's fine. And we played the, uh, a workshop. I had the alpha on him, but he had so many bears. And we kind of talked a little bit about that earlier. So I was like really trying to figure out if I could get there. But once I once I figured out how to get there, I realized that my Sakara and Iron Man was just not going to have the stats. So it's just going to be a bad play. So I had to just, you know, I had to just uh, give up on that altogether. So I decided to go on defense. He came in for my Agatha. She was double perplexed up. He got a critical hit, and he needed the critical hit to be able to do the eight damage to KO her. So he got it. I had no problems on it. Uh, so that was very unfortunate. So he KOs her. I did really well. I was able to on the on the on the attack back. I was able to KO his uh, his demon by positioning, getting rid of uh, Mr. Fantastic, getting rid of all his uh, markers, uh, and then outwitting the demon's defense. And I hypersonic in with uh, Franklin and one shot at his demon. I needed seven, so it wasn't an easy attack. I did have three probs versus his two, so I had a, the slight upper hand there. And I did get fortunate, so I did get to KO him. Then that freed up my Sakara and I meant to be, you know, a beast. He charged Flurry, killed the 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 wizard, and finished off the uh, high evolutionary. So that put me just right over. I think I, that put me like at 105, if I'm not mistaken, versus the 100 he had just KO'd. So we were, I, just, I was just right back at the game right there. Um, and then he had a very good turn, 
with his uh, Sakaran Iron Man. Uh, he hit my Sakaran Man very hard. He was able to knock uh, me to my last click. He did have a, a, a few unfortunate rolls in that moment. So he got a, a little bit unlucky. He needed like sixes or something or fives. And he rolled like a couple fours. So I did get lucky. But then the luck turned again. It was my turn. I needed to break away to go try to heal my Sakaran Iron Man. And I... Uh, I eventually needed, I, I had to kill his Molecule Man first, which I was able to do by getting rid of the markers again uh, and, and, and shooting him with the Destroyer that came into the game. Um, and then, but then I failed my breakaway. I needed like a two and I rolled a one. <laughs> so that was like a lot of fun. Like that was hilarious. <laughs> so the game was like full of back and forth. And, and those are the kind of games that, you know, make the game really interesting to me. It's like, it's a real game where, it's like a tug and pull, right? You're like, you think you're winning, suddenly you're not, and then and then things like that. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So he got it. He did play better than me. Um, he, I feel like I should have had some better positioning, especially when on his alpha, I could have had my pieces to maybe try to see uh, him for prop. If he doesn't hit and my Agatha survives, maybe I, you know, I, maybe that game is just mine at that point, I think. Um, but yeah. But that's how the game went. It was, it, was, it was a fantastic game versus PJ. Awesome! I love to hear it. Uh, that's uh, that's part of the 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 joy I get from one of these things. Uh, hearing people having good games uh, uh, with good players, and uh, even making new friends, or uh, getting inspiration from uh, from different play styles or different builds. Yep. Yep. Oh, by the way, I wanted to congratulate you on having, I mean, your event is just like one of a kind. Like you have like, sometimes you have like four or five world, champ, you know, ex-world champs <laughs> on your event. It's like your your event's probably harder than a lot of, you know, bigger, bigger events that happen throughout the country, right? So congrats on that. And thanks for running the events, man. And I, I really want to tell everybody, you know, don't get intimidated by the high level. If anything, you're going to learn so much from playing these high caliber players. I think I like in the last two years, I improved my gameplay because of that. Um, if, so COVID was really bad, obviously, for all the obvious reasons. But one good thing for myself that came out of it was the online play. I never played online before that. And that really turned me on to, to playing with all these amazing players whom I had never had the pleasure of playing before. And my gameplay was already like pretty good, but once you start practicing with these A caliber players, you learn so much. If you if you take your losses and you really analyze what happened, why did they win, like the tempo, when to go, when not to go, when to defend, when not to defend, right? And these things and positioning, right? Um, yeah. So uh, I, I feel uh, that I feel that my game like it, it grew so much once that happened you know. and uh on the flip side of that uh when when you joined uh and other people join uh these uh communities and these tournaments and participate uh you also bring something to the table uh it may uh it may not be very apparent or uh all the time but eventually there will come a time this is for every player, from the best players to the, the most casual players. There will come a time where your input, your decision you make to do something, will 
blow everybody's mind uh, just because no one else has thought of it. Uh, uh, there are uh, often times where there is kind of echo chambering, uh, and uh, there is a a trend where we all kind of uh, we see something and it just it works and then we follow it uh, that are uh, fairly obvious. But sometimes uh, other players that aren't the the most well established players come in and they they uh, open up our eyes to something and, and for for various different things, uh, not just uh, to the, the game itself, but for other other things in life that uh, that has to offer. So yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't feel like you have to be the best at starting at the gate, or you have nothing to offer. I I I can go to most shops, uh, whether it's good or bad. They they give me something to learn from. I'm like, okay, this player is just a, a jerk. This is how we. This is how we don't play people. Uh, right. This is you learn something right there, right? Yeah. You learn what not to do. Yeah. Good uh, point, man. Good point. Uh, or uh, like uh, uh, one of my favorite things to learn uh, when I go to different shops uh, is uh, uh, a good example is uh, Scott Crampton. He uh, moved down to Louisiana. Uh, and uh, the shop that he goes to now uh, was uh, a kind of a casual shop, from what I understand. They, uh, the majority of the players there don't really travel uh, too much uh, to the, the bigger, most competitive tournaments. And now it's becoming, because he's there, uh, there's a draw now. Uh, uh, and he uh, is... Uh, uh, he's introducing these players to different ideas and different uh, ways uh, to uh, play the game, and for the better. Uh, he's not trying to make it his way uh, because uh, they still seem to want to kind of do their, uh, like most uh, local shops, do their quirky formats and uh, you know don't play with certain pieces or certain mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, something that Scott said he likes to do uh with uh, his local shop is uh he likes them to to get familiar with uh the more competitive mechanics uh like uh back in the day it was id cards or it was uh, feats or etas or resources or, uh, or something that was something that pushes a, a lot of uh, less non-competitive players away uh but the it's not exactly while it does help uh, keep it fun for them to stay away from that stuff. Uh, I often found it also hurts them uh, in the sense that uh, if they ever want to go to a WKO or a winning map or something even bigger, uh, they don't know about all these uh, cool tricks. Right. Uh, or uh, the 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 basic uh, etiquette or, or protocol when it comes to playing in these tournaments. Like oftentimes, uh, I've seen players that don't know how to fill fill out a bill sheet, uh, uh-huh. or they uh, didn't bring their cards uh, for their figures. Uh, you know, that's 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 like the worst thing that could happen because then you can't play right. the team at all. Uh, in an official capacity, uh, or uh, if you go one step further, they just 
they didn't know uh, that, uh, like, they know Thanos is, is tough to beat, so they just don't play against that. But there's, uh, with the Thanos teams that have been seeing a lot of success lately, for the most part, uh, all of them were very different uh, in how they played. Uh, mm-hmm. And you just, uh, there's just so much to worry about this game and so many different ways to play it. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, PJ's team, uh, when I uh, played against that for practice, uh, I assumed, uh, just from looking at it, that it was a defensive build because you had Molecule Man and Demon and Armor. Because typically, Demon and Armor was a defensive uh, uh-huh. defensive figure and he kind of stayed in his bubble, which he technically did. But, uh, you know, PJ. That's not his. Uh, he doesn't usually go. With That's the, not his wheelhouse. He's going. Yeah. He's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, so I guess I have to come to you. And I said, no. If you stay there, I'll just come to you next turn. He's like, oh, cool. Well, you could just get the fight and duke it out. <laughs> uh, Very cool. But yeah, that's uh, you, you learn. You uh, you cannot. You don't have to enjoy a certain way to play. But it is a good idea to get familiar, especially if you would like to uh, go to those uh, bigger tournaments and try to win some of those cool prizes. Uh, and also to try to test out your medal. Um, uh, because, uh, well, like you said about your local premium, there's a lot of really good guys in the group. In the group. I just assume that they're all just a bunch of Drusophilus. For my point, they're, they're really they beat me all the time, so I, I, I have to say it's not like you know, it's not like I give them the business all the time. It's like I, I usually give them a good run, but but they be they do consistently beat, so they're good, they're really good players. They just haven't had the opportunity to like you know, do a lot of traveling, or they then some of them don't like to play online. I've tried to you know, I told them about your event and everything, but it's just some people just don't have that mindset, right? So I've taken enough of your time. It's uh, getting pretty late for you. Uh, thanks for coming out to Safra. Thanks for playing tonight's tournament and for the interview. Oh, my pleasure, but it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having the event and running it, and um, uh, you know, and uh, keep the, keep keep it up, man. You're it's it's definitely uh, a very important thing to have this uh, uh, this place that we can all get together on the weekend and and you know and and, and you know throw it down. <laughs> It's really, really nice. I appreciate it, man. For sure. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, thank you, listeners, for uh, uh, for listening to the show. Uh, if you'd like to support uh, me and the show uh, and everything that I do, uh, please uh, go to my page and check out my Patreon, uh, the broadcast show. And uh, also, if you don't want to do that and you just want to support yourself, come to my tournaments and try to make some money. Uh, maybe make some friends and make some Cool games happen. Uh, y'all have a good night. Good night, guys. Thanks. That was, that was fun. <laughs> Transmission complete.